These kinds of people are exciting to build relationships with. Uh, they, and if they come to faith, it's just the beginning of something. And so a lot of what Jesus was looking for is beachheads into each village through that household. And that is, that is exactly the same as things work today. If you want to see a movement begin to multiply in any location, even in the West, you have to have beachheads into relationships. Hey friends, welcome to the 1000 Houses podcast, where we encourage and equip households to make disciples in and through the home. Every episode, you're going to hear interviews, teachings, and conversations around what it looks like to turn your home into a hub for mission and community and discipleship. Today's episode is from one of our coaching intensives called Made for Mission, where we coach others on how to practically live out the command of Jesus to go and make disciples in our Western context. So if you want to learn more about A Thousand Houses or check out some of our resources, visit 1kh.org. As you guys can probably see by this point, we are putting a lot of emphasis in trying to figure out how the person of peace really fits into an overall mission strategy. So we want to take a little bit more time and define what exactly goes into finding a person of peace. Who who are these people? How can you identify them quickly? And so we can see that in Luke 10, the focus is not on conversion, but on finding these people of peace. And I find this distinction really freeing. It's the Holy Spirit's job to lead people to Faith in Christ. Faith is really a miracle that emerges inside of somebody through the power of the Holy Spirit. But we have a role to play in finding the people of peace and identifying them and building relationships with them. So if you can build a friendship with a person of peace, then you can be on this kind of a mission. So, we, But we want to really understand who these people are. So let's uh, reread the, uh, these verses from Luke 10 about the person of peace. Um, it says, Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace be to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest upon him. But if not, it will return to you and remain in the same house, eating and drinking what they provide. So one of the first things that is important to understand is the laser focus that Luke 10 is giving us on that person of peace. Number one, uh, through this statement, greet no person on the road, as we talked about. And the second one is if you can't find the person of peace, what Jesus tells them to do is to actually leave. And again, this is a really freeing reality that uh, our job isn't to interrupt people. Uh, it isn't to use sales techniques or chase people or knock on doors of uh, people who don't want to talk to us. Uh, it really, the big part of this is to figure out how we can find and build relationships with these people that God is bringing into the kingdom and that really become uh, the beginning of a movement. So there are three markers to a person of peace that we want to uh, really pay attention to. <clears throat> the first and most important one is that they lean into relationships. And you can see that in what happens in Luke 10. You might wonder, how do these people of peace get invite the disciples into their house? And if you want to think about a story where we see this exact thing play out, you can read in the book of Genesis when uh, the two angels come into the city of Sodom and Gomorrah 
and Lot is there. They are there at the town square, and Lot is a person of peace, and he invites them into his house. This was the way that it happened back then. There weren't nearly the number of hotels that we have today. And so for a lot of people who were just traveling, they were immediately identified as outsiders when they came into a village. And in a large village or lots of people in a village, lots of families, there would be a particular kind of person who would go into that town square, notice that there were strangers there and say, would you, would you come into my house? So they lean into relationship. What does that look like today? It's really important to pay very attention, close attention to when you're in the field that you feel called to, building relationships. There are people that really lean into relationships and people that stay kind of neutral and then people that kind of back away. And so what this means is that when the disciples are going into a village, they would encounter lots of people, but they were really commanded to pay very close attention to the people leaning into relationship. And so who are those people in your life that are leaning into relationship? If you really have a heart to see someone come to Christ, but they're really leaning away relationally, they may not be a person of peace. It doesn't mean that God doesn't want to reach them, but it's important, again, that we think about how to stay laser-focused on what we're looking for, and we're looking for this person of peace. The second thing that they do is they open doors, and that doesn't just mean literally their house in the case of Luke 10, but also into relationships with other people that they know. And so when we host events, for example, and we're bringing people in, we're meeting people of peace, they're leaning into relationships, I pay very close attention to people that, that then do two things. They open doors or they invite other people in. And the other thing that, that we look for is people that often want to uh, give back. And so they, they are people that are leaning into relationship, number one. Number two, they open doors where they bring other people along. And number three, they give back. These kinds of people are exciting to build relationships with. Uh, they, and if they come to faith, it's just the beginning of something. And so a lot of what Jesus was looking for is beachheads into each village through that household. And that is, that is exactly the same as things work today. If you want to see a movement begin to multiply in any location, even in the West, you have to have beachheads into relationships. You can't have constant relationships or people coming to faith that, that sort of are the end of a movement. They have to be the beginning. They have to be uh, catalytic in that sense that, so that you can reach more and more people. And so it's really important to find these people of peace and identify them. They lead into relationships, they open doors, and they give back. So there are some interesting examples of this in the scriptures. With Jesus, probably my favorite example of Jesus and a person of peace is the disciple Matthew, so who's also called Levi in the Gospels. Matthew was a tax collector, <clears throat> and Jesus was <clears throat> uh, in a relationship with Matthew, decides that he wants to call Matthew to follow him, and we see exactly these things play out. Matthew was leaning into a relationship with Jesus, which was very shocking for somebody who's a tax collector. The next scene we see after he follows Jesus is Matthew inviting Jesus into his house, hosting a meal, and inviting the rest of his friends. So again, you see that second step of opening doors. And then, of course, you see that Matthew then decides to just give everything and follow Jesus. And so that's that final step of giving back. Another example of a person of peace encounter in the Bible is Peter with Cornelius in the book of Acts. And so we see again the same sort of three steps. We see Cornelius seeking out Peter. As soon as he builds that relationship, he then invites his whole, enti whole entire household to experience the gospel through Peter's preaching. Uh, and then he gives back and uh, is, becomes a part of the mission. And, and then everywhere in the book of Acts where we see Paul really reaching a city, 
uh, you see that example of a person of peace, their name sort of popping up. That, that can be Lydia, uh, the Philippian jailer, Gaius, Crispus. There's all kinds of examples of these people of peace, and they all kind of do the same list of things. They, they uh, lean into relationship. They're really interested in the message. They hear the message of the kingdom, and it intrigues them, and they want to hear more. They open doors uh, for others to hear, and then they give back. So this, just watching for this pattern is really important. And I think it's important to think about this as a pattern and not a formula. There isn't like necessarily a bunch of check boxes you're looking for. There's just a basic pattern that tends to happen in relationships where not only does somebody come to faith, but it also leads to a lot of, a lot of additional people coming to faith. And so that's what we're looking for. Now, one of the things that, that challenges this basic pattern is that there tends to be a lot of people who lean into relationships because they need a lot themselves. And as we've been coached, um, a lot of times people will refer to these folks as EGR, or extra grace required people. And so this can be really confusing because oftentimes when you're looking for people who will engage in the mission, oftentimes the first people who will do that that you'll notice are more these EGRs, people that uh, just really are lacking a lot in themselves, are very needy, they don't give back, uh, they don't tend to open doors, but they do lean into relationships because they have a major void inside. And it isn't that we aren't trying to reach these people. Ultimately, the, the gospel is certainly for them, and we want to see it multiply in that context as well. But oftentimes, if you get hung up uh, only reaching out to people that are more on the EGR side than not the pe people of peace, then oftentimes the movement doesn't have a chance to actually uh, catalyze. And that is because it's oftentimes not sustainable to minister to uh, EGRs. It oftentimes ends kind of that, that movement from beginning to, to work its way out because it requires so much work to maintain those relationships and it doesn't actually pierce past those relationships. And so it's really important to distinguish uh, the kind of person that you are dealing with. And if you meet a person of peace, it's really important to lean heavily into that relationship and really prioritize that relationship. And make sure you, you are focused and you reserve a lot of energy when you're on mission to those people of peace. And the way just to think about this is people of peace tend to lead to multiplication. That's the reason why there's such an important focus in the Bible, in the Gospels, uh, and in all of these stories and Acts. They wanted to reach all the EGRs. They wanted to reach all the people in that city. But the only way they were going to reach everyone or the largest number of people and saturate an area was to make sure that they prioritized in the early stages those people of peace. And so that's how we, we find people of peace. And that's why it's so important to stay focused on finding, finding those people of peace because that's what ultimately leads to multiplication. Well, friends, thanks for listening to today's episode. If this teaching stirred something in you and you're feeling a yearning to learn how to make disciples in the West, we just want to invite you to join our Made for Mission Coaching Intensive, where we combine online content and personal coaching that's going to provide you with the teaching and the tools and the encouragement that you need to actually see disciples made in your context. So for more information and to apply for this coaching intensive, go to 1kh.org slash made for mission. We'll see you for the next episode.